I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 359. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Why do we complicate simple things? <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but uh, when I was preparing for this week's episode using Andrew Ripp's song, Jericho, I was trying to go all sorts of places other than Jericho. <laughs> it's it's for moments like these that the head slap emoji was made, you know? Uh, this song is about letting our fears come down like Jericho walls, and so I was trying to be clever and study the topic of fear, uh, but the Holy Spirit kept drawing me back to Jericho, and what do you know? We can talk about fear there, too. So before we dive in, let's listen. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. Oh, my prison turns to ruin when your love moves in. All of my fears like Jericho at the top of this episode, I ended up staring at the walls of Jericho and overcomplicating my goal, which is to discover and meditate on God's Word. And while I have a sub-goal of keeping this podcast and even my study time interesting and compelling and inspiring, I'm reminded that all Scripture is God-breathed. I've said it before, but I really don't think we can go wrong any time we spend our time in God's Word. So I recognize as we launch into Scripture that this song is about letting our fears come crashing down like Jericho walls. But to comprehend that metaphor, we need to understand the story behind the metaphor. So if we're going to be inspired by the walls of Jericho coming down, we need to start there. And that place, that starting place, is in Joshua chapter 6. Or is it? Of course, the context of Scripture offers us so much value as we consider the story of the walls of Jericho coming down. There are details of the story leading up to the walls crashing down. There are characters to consider. There are cross-references to track down. So this week and on this episode, we are going to follow the bites of reading in context, uh, meditating on a repeated phrase, following the cross-references, and comparing and contrasting. And a few more may jump out at us along the way, but BITE, B-I-T-E, is an acronym, by the way, for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And I use these exercises in my own Bible interaction time, and then I share them with you. So this is exactly what I did, and then I share these exercises with you. Some of you may be familiar with and already do some of these exercises on a regular basis. Other exercises, other BITES may stretch you in new and creative ways. 
I did not invent them. I simply curate them. Every conversation with a friend, every conversation with a listener, a pastor, teachers I listen to, everybody's fair game for me to discover and try out new bites. I have my favorite go-tos, of course. In fact, you may benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com, and I will shoot that resource right over to you. Now, my first step was to read Joshua chapters one through six. Luckily, the story of Jericho is near the beginning of the book of Joshua, but reading in context is my absolute favorite number one go-to bite. If you implement nothing else in your Bible study time, implement this one. Reading in context in my mind is generally reading the chapter before the chapter and the chapter after what you're studying. Uh, Its partner bite is to read larger chunks of scripture. So in this case, in this week, uh, just by reading Joshua chapters one through six, instead of just reading Joshua chapter six, you will, number one, not only take in more of God's word, but you will gain perspective as you read about what leads up to this moment in chapter six. And by the way, I never even really, on today's podcast, I really, in my notes, I never really get to the walls of Jericho coming crashing down. So uh, it's just neat to be able to get inspired, dive in and realize that um, you may never even get to the place that you thought you were going to, but God has so much to say all along the way. Uh, I don't think it's a stretch to lean into our song a bit and say that there are some major moments that need to occur in our lives before the Jericho walls of fear come tumbling down for us. And so that's what we're going to explore today. Now, one thing that sometimes trips me up is trying to see the theme of the song in what I'm reading. Don't forget, we're just using this song almost like a launching pad or, or a... Um, It's just a place to start to inspire us to dive into scripture. Then once we're in scripture, we're just going to let scripture speak for itself. Okay, so we're not trying to, uh, there is a power in linking what you study to songs because it will remind, it will remind you of what you study. But, but this, but what we're going to study today is maybe not word for word what the lyrics are getting at in this song. I hope that makes sense. So I have to tell you though, uh, that if we follow the bite of considering the opposite, And if I uh, ask you what the opposite of fear is, you may say courage. And the call to courage is all over the life of Joshua. I don't have time to read all of Joshua 1 through 6 with you today. Uh, If you've ever read it before, uh, maybe this will give you some perspective. I am going to go ahead and just right here sneak in the bite of observing the chapter headings just to get our bearings. This is not in place of reading all of the text. Um, but the chapter headings are there as a tool for you. Of course, you know these little chapter headings in your Bible were not in the original text. This is a um, this is a tool that the publishers use to help us kind of section off um, different chunks of scripture for study and for remembering and things like that. So chapter one begins with the encouragement of Joshua. Then Joshua prepares the people, then spies are sent to Jericho, then there's a promise to Rahab, then they cross the Jordan, they lay the memorial stones, they get circumcised, they eat food from the land, Joshua runs into the commander of the Lord's army, and then the conquest of Jericho happens in chapter 6. Now, a bite, so if you've ever read that before, you're going to be like, okay, okay, I see where we are in the story. If you've never read Joshua before, it's okay, it's okay, but a the chapter headings aren't going to help you until you've kind of read and studied it before. So you got to start somewhere. But if you have read it, hopefully those chapter headings help give you a perspective of where we are in that book. 
Now, a bite I sometimes take is to read an outline or an overview of the book I'm studying. Another option uh, besides a written outline or overview is to watch the Bible Project overview videos. And I will link to the one covering Joshua in the show notes. You can find those show notes uh, today for today's podcast episode at michellenizat.com forward slash three five nine. Uh, so I did watch the overview video. I don't know if it's going to help necessarily in exactly what we're doing today, but it, it's always good to kind of get a big grand perspective of what what's going on in the entire book that you're studying. Uh, to follow the bite of historical context, meaning what was going on in history at this time, all you have to do is back up and read Exodus and Deuteronomy, to be honest. And so if you take that really big bite... Be sure to make mental note of how we get to know Joshua in these texts. Joshua does not show up for the first time in Joshua chapter 1. He's in there. So just as a recap for you, Joshua was Moses' protege. He was his assistant. And if you read the text in Exodus and Deuteronomy looking for Joshua, you'll see he had some pretty amazing experiences on his journey toward the scenes that unfold beginning in the book of Joshua chapter 1. But to give you immediate context of what's going on, you merely have to read the first few verses of Joshua chapter 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses." Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites and west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. All right. So the people had been wandering in the desert for 40 years because of their disobedience. But the time had come for God to fulfill his promise to his people And Joshua was going to be the leader in charge. The next verse is Josh, the first call on Joshua's life toward courage. And so God says in verse six, be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Okay. In fact, there are actually four calls to strength and courage in just four short verses. Let's go ahead and read them together. And then we're going to unpack that a little bit. Verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All right, so then as you keep reading in chapter 1, you will see that the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh get a reminder from Joshua that although they have settled on this side of the Jordan, they made a promise to fight with the rest of the tribes until everyone had their piece of the inheritance that God had promised them. And here is their response. 
They answered Joshua, everything you've commanded us, we will do. And everywhere you send us, we will go. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Certainly the Lord, your God will be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your order and does not obey your words in all that you command him will be put to death. And get this, this is their last exhortation. Above all, be strong and courageous. Now, isn't that interesting? I wonder why they would say that. Well, I want to encourage you, let that wonder, let that curiosity cause you to stop and meditate. You know, meditating on God's word is a bite as well. And rather than emptying your mind as in Eastern meditation, rather we are filling our mind with scripture and then we're letting it kind of roll around a bit. We're asking questions. We're pondering what we're reading. We're picturing it in our mind. We're praying and asking for wisdom. And most of all, we're just thinking about it rather than just reading it and then moving on. Okay, so let's take a look at these five calls to Joshua to be strong and courageous and see if we can deduce where the source of his fear lies. Now, perhaps we can relate uh, and we'll discover that the root of some of Joshua's fears might mimic some of our own. Okay, so the first one is this. Be strong and courageous for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. So my question is, what fear does the knowledge that Joshua would distribute the land quell? What what kind of fear like this is an answer uh, what was the what was the problem? Well, perhaps it is the fear of a lack of a plan. Perhaps it was a fear of the people. Uh, wh- why are we doing this again? <laughs> you know, because God promised this land is our inheritance. It's a reminder, but it didn't go so well last time. They kind of came up toward the promised land to cross over and take uh, take it as their inheritance. And so there's a lot that could be going in there. So you you might come up with your own perhapses. All right. Now, the next admission was above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. So why would Joshua need strength and courage to observe carefully the whole instruction of the law? I mean, I don't have to struggle with this. I don't have to struggle with this. Do you? I mean, there was a lot revealed to Moses. Some parts were easier to follow than others. It's the same for us today. I mean, I, I can follow Christ in patterns of prayer and then struggle in the next breath to freely forgive. I can sing hymns and songs and spiritual songs and then wrestle against counting myself as more important than other people. So it doesn't, it's not this huge leap to think that it, you'll need strength and courage to carefully observe the whole instruction. All right, so this exhortation was so strong that the Lord elaborates and his elaboration is instructive for us as well. And it includes a promised blessing. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. In other words, just stick to the plan, people stick to the plan. And this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. And you are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Success and prosperity. All of these things happen when he observes everything that's in the law, which is to obey it. Not just to like, he's not, when they say observe, they don't mean, you know, uh, just look at it. (laughs) He just, he means to know it. It would be so much in him that it comes out of him. Uh, And he would do this by not watering it down. And he needs to talk about it. 
and he should meditate on it day and night. And these are the practices that would keep Joshua on the path to observing and obeying God's instructions. The promised blessing is that, again, he would prosper and succeed. And so that makes sense, though, right? If we live our lives like God intended, we will benefit from the success God designed for us to walk in. I mean, he had a plan for us to for uh, for us to be blessed. And so that comes through our obedience, our careful observation of the word. Now, in verse nine, God says, haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous? It's like a question, uh, a rhetorical question. And so, uh, but he adds the word commanded. And basically, he's just straight up saying, because I said so. I'm not sure how effective that is in our lives. Like, don't fear because I said so. Uh, Wouldn't you agree there's just a little bit more to it than that? Or is there? You know, I said earlier that the opposite of fear is courage. And I kind of want to correct that. An opposite of fear is courage. I think another opposite is trust. God demands our trust. And so it makes sense that with that is a demand that we not fear. We can't fear and trust God completely at the same time. Now, one more time, and this one is worded slightly different. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So if the last exhortation was, trust me, don't fear. This one is, don't fear because I'm trustworthy. I got you. And then we have that one by the other tribes that we talked about. And this one is just so interesting to me. It's like a recap of everything God told Joshua. So you don't know if maybe they were in on it or they heard it or it was, I have a feeling it was because Joshua just needed one more confirmation that this is what the Lord is saying to him. But again, let me just read it. They answered Joshua, everything you have commanded us, we will do. And everywhere you send us, we will go. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Certainly the Lord God will be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your order and does not obey your words in all that you commanded him will be put to death. Above all, be strong and courageous. Joshua needed a plan. God was giving him a plan and they're agreeing to the plan. Be strong and courageous. Joshua got the whole instruction of God through Moses. They recognize it's God's word through Moses. Joshua's committed to it too. Be strong and courageous. Joshua got his command from God. He has the authority to command others. They're taking it seriously. Be strong and courageous. And one more for good measure, above all, be strong and courageous. So perhaps as you meditate on this and soak in the details of all of this, God will speak to you. I don't know where you need to be strong and courageous. I don't know if the callback for you is to be wholly observant of his word. I don't know if it is to recognize that God has a plan and he's given you the authority to walk it out. I don't know if, um, I I don't know where he wants to speak to you, but I want you to sit in this scripture so he has a chance to say something and perhaps he's already speaking to you and so my exhortation to you is trust him don't fear he is trustworthy he's got you and then finally I followed the bite of exploring the cross reference in chapter 2 verse 1 uh, scripture says that Joshua secretly sent spies to scout the land especially Jericho Now, this might must have been some sort of like flashback for Joshua. 
He was one of the original spies in Numbers chapter 13, when Moses did not secretly, but rather quite publicly, sent them out. Uh, Could he hear the voice of his spiritual mentor in his head when he uh, commissioned his spies to go out? Moses, when he commissioned Joshua and the 11 other spies, he said, go up this way to the Negev, then go up to the hill country, see what the land is like, and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. Is the land they live in good or bad? Are the cities they live in encampments or fortifications? Is the land fertile or unproductive? Are there trees in it or not? Be courageous. Bring back some fruit from the land. Isn't that interesting? The be courageous part. All right. The thing is, is that so at this point, when Joshua was sending out some spies, he already knew the land was good. He had seen it with his own eyes. In fact, he had already stood with courage in front of the previous generation of Israelites and pleaded with them in Numbers 14, saying the land we passed through and explored is an extremely good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and he'll give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land, for we will devour them. Their protection has been removed from them and the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. That's what he said back in in Numbers 14. This exhortation to the people is the same exhortation he just received from the Lord and from his fellow Israelites from the tribes of Reuben and Gad and half tribe of Manasseh. Isn't that fascinating? Does he still believe it? Is his faith deeper? I mean, I believe this replay of events may very well be tempting him to engage in spiritual regression. That thing you fall back into, even though God has proven himself faithful over and over again. So meditate deeply on these scriptures. Roll them around in your head a bit. Follow that cross-reference and then compare and contrast uh, the the two scenes. Pray and ask God what he wants you to see in this time in his word. He's going to meet you there. I have no doubt. Be strong and courageous, my friend. Be strong and courageous. So what's next? We'll read Joshua chapters one through six. Consider reading it multiple times and in various translations. That'll really help it get under your belt. Note the repeated call to courage and meditate on the details surrounding each call. Follow the cross-reference to numbers 13 and 14 and compare and contrast the sending of spies into the promised land. It's really fascinating. Now, while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneesat, Instagram at michellekneesat, or on Facebook. My public page is Michelle L. Nizat, and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you have not joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneesat.com forward slash 30-Day Challenge, and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Randy from Arkansas, Louie from California, Lucy from Michigan, Ruth from the Philippines, Christina from Tennessee, Olivia from Louisiana, Amy from Tennessee, Pamlet from Kentucky, and Vince from Maryland. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today.
Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Graves into Gardens featuring Brandon Lake by Elevation Worship to point us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 359. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.